I miss a green, for example, I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie, I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johnson, and I'm joined by the uh, three-man weave. We've got DJ Pihowski from Scratch and Tron Carter from No Laying Up. Welcome back, guys. Thank you, Andrew. It's good to be weaving. Good to be weaving. Always be weaving. Yeah, Tron, it's been been a little, little while since you've been on the pod. Kind of curious. It was a big weekend for uh, you and Bryson. Would love to hear your thoughts on uh, on what went transpired. Well, first of all, I, I feel like my absence from the pod trans uh, coincided with our trip to Fishers <laughs> when I proved myself to be an elite amateur <laughs> and, and beat you on the golf course. And you just you, you just can't handle it. Um, yeah, the John Deere, fifth major. Um, by the way, Tron beating you at Fishers, we don't have to talk about your guys' golf games because no one gives a shit, but (laughs) Tron beating you at Fishers is like Bryson missing like eight straight cuts and then coming out and knocking off a win. Very similar. Very. Bryson and I were both elite amateurs. (laughs) That's true. I I wouldn't say I am an elite amateur. I'm a, a middling amateur. Fledgling. Let's be honest. You say you're an elite amateur pretty often. Um, so anyways. Moving <laughs> <laughs> <Here we> on. <laughs> Moving on. Bryson. So, first of all, fifth major. Good week. Course was great. I oh, felt nice. the greens were a little bit slow on the weekend, but we're not going to nitpick. What was the weather like? Did they have a lot of rain early um, in the week? Early in the week. Tons of rain. Okay. Hammer. Um... Yeah, yeah. Actually, you guys got crushed in, in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, it was it was a good week. Charles Howell III came out firing. Um, honestly, Bryson wasn't even on my radar screen to start Sunday. Like I thought he yeah. was just gonna. So Randy's been just pumping Bryson for probably twelve weeks now. Just hey guys, like Bryson, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, and. All of us are like, you're you're insane, dude. Like, what's the what's the bet every time he misses a cut? Every time Bryson misses a cut, Randy has to watch one or two episodes of The Wire, which he's like always refused to watch. So he's been watching a lot of episodes of The Wire. He's, he's through like two seasons, like the Sabatkas and everything. So finally, like you know, Bryson just comes through. I took a nap on Sunday afternoon. And I just figured, like, and then I kind of checked my phone, and like Rogers was running away with it. Where I was like, I mean, like even Patrick Rogers can't miss putts and choke this away. Sure enough, Bryson just comes through and comes out Duke's a hazard, and, uh, and he shot thirty on the back nine. And my my Bryson thing isn't so much. I don't think the guy's a fraud. Like he's obviously a great player. He's been, uh, you know, NCAA champion. 
USAM champion. I'm not sure he can play outside the Midwest. He hasn't proven that yet. I mean, he won at Aaron Hills. He won at uh, Olympia Fields. He's won in Cleveland. Those are pretty much his three big wins. Um, but he's just – he can't stop talking about how smart he is and how, how you know – how unique his mindset is and everything. Just go play, man. I, I've said this on pods before. Just go play. Like, quit quit trying to actively piss everybody off. And, like, he doesn't have a whole lot of friends and allies out there. So here's the, the counterpoint to that, I think, is, first of all, I'm all in on Bryson. Oh, uh, not, in the, not in the traditional way, I don't think. And I think when a lot of people say, like, oh, I love that guy, I think what they mean is, like, Man, I'd love to sit down and like have a beer with that guy, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, I, I, we seem like very different people. Uh, I don't know that we would You're like. Yeah, necessi- the hops and the spirit. I don't know that we would necessarily get along, but I absolutely love just the circus that comes with it. And as far as like entertainment goes, like watching him make a backline charge rivaled like Bubba or Poulter or any of those guys, Patrick Reed, any of those guys being in the mix. And just from a pure like golf fan entertainment standpoint, it like almost doesn't get any better. Like it's building. Like imagine if you know if he gets in contention. Like actually, when he was in contention at the Masters, like it was awesome. Like and who cares like what he's doing or or any of that stuff. Like I no, mean, it's I, just, I'm in it's agreement so that golf cool. needs a villain. You brought up all these villain, <laughs> your, villainous your word. characters. Your word, not mine. I don't know. You brought up Poulter, <laughs> Reed, Baghdad Jerry. I mean, all these guys. Well, and so here's here's the other thing is to a degree all the like science stuff all that's like is not his fault and i think it's a bit of him getting sucked into the narratives you guys are always so happy to talk about because i think what happens is like i mean you see it and and it's fair questioning but like because that's like what people know about him and that's what they want to hear but like he wins, and the first question is about like, ah, you love science. No, but he <laughs> tell us about science. He indulges Isn't that the crazy? shit out of it. He does. Man. He does. Like, he just he goes so over the top and so beyond the pale on some of his answers, where it's like, man, just say, just say, you know what? I'm working on some things right now. But I, no, but that's I'm what in the I, lab. No, just that, leave it at that. That's what I love, though. Is if he did that, everyone would be like, man, what a dick. Like he's so standoffish. Well, like that's the thing. I love I, just I, leaning into it and just completely being himself. Yeah, lean in. Well, a lot of uh, traditional media complain about Dustin Johnson and his lack of responses in interviews, and Bryson is just the complete opposite. He gives you too much. Yeah, I would way no, rather. No, but miss I feel like he side. does it in a way that instead of being informative, he is very Don King self. <laughs> He's like a mix between Don King and like Albert Einstein. Don King it's, and Albert it's Einstein. Like, it's like Bryson DeChambeau and the art of self promotion. Yeah, it's a book I would read. I'm saying. So, Tron, I, I think my uh, school art history teacher wrote a book called Booker T. Washington in the Art of Self Promotion. So, volume two. I could do volume two. Here, Andy, first of all, talk about like here's the the one thing that does get glossed over a little bit. I think is like his game is so good. Like uh-huh. it's so good. Yeah, he mashes the ball. He he destroys the ball, and like he's just struggled so much with his putter. But he seems to be finding something. He's going to win a major championship. 
Like, I, I like would say that of young players outside of John Rahm, like Bryson DeChambeau is going to win a major. Like, I'd put him up there with almost anybody else that's major free under 23, 4 years old. The thing that also not a lot of people know is that all his irons are the same length. <laughs> or are <Yes>. they? <laughs> oh, or are they? Yeah, you want to fill this in on... There's some... Uh, it was on Golf WRX. There's somebody, some truthers out there. Somebody tweeted that at me. They're like, man, this is... Like, not a whole lot of people know this, but most tour players, their irons are the same length. <laughs> was like, it was just a scorching take. This guy I was... I don't I mean, know what's a darker that's like the, place. That's like the chemtrails of <laughs> golf conspiracies. Somebody, somebody said, uh, "Jet fuel can't melt steel shafts." <laughs> Here, here's a question: What's a darker place, Golf Club Atlas's message boards or Golf WRX's message boards? Uh, golf WRX, because that stuff like doesn't matter. So, like Golf Club Atlas, like that stuff's gonna be around in 50 years. Like those courses. Nobody's gonna be talking about the title or the the TaylorMade R nine <laughs> driver in like six months. Yeah, I'm trying to think like which. I'm trying to think which group. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. One of the groups has has more to lose, and I'm not sure like which one it is. Well, it's just it's like obsolescence. Like the yeah. one group, right? Yeah. All right. The well, equipment game is just a game I cannot I cannot even try to pretend like I keep up with. Yeah, I can't get into it. All right, I, Andy, I, I got a question for you. So one of the most interesting things I talked about, or I I've, I gleaned from Bryson's post-round interviews and everything was the fact that he was chasing a little bit more distance. Like he was chasing another 10 or 15 yards of distance. And it seemed like he you know, he said he got that, he got that, uh, got that figured out, like kind of got past that and then got everything sorted over the last three or four weeks. If he's so long, like, why is he chasing more distance? Is he like the cat? He just can't. I think, well, I think that's what everybody does. It, 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 to a certain extent, I mean, you get to tour and then you think you need to be better. You need, you watch what's happening with DJ and, you know, you're like, oh, he hits it so far. I need to hit it like that. I mean. But Bryson's freaking long. I mean, he was long at the U.S. hand. He was long at the Masters. Like, I Hey, I don't know, where, where does he fit, like, I, I don't know this, but, like, where does he fit among tour players, you know? I think he's... Just, a, like, ballpark. You know? Above average. I mean, I, I don't yeah. have the stats right in front of me. He's got, like, 80th percentile, right? Like, 75th, 80th percentile? But, you know, you, I, yeah, I, I think he's got like, to be I don't know. above. So, I, I'm not sure where he is, but you get to tour... And you see these low scores, and he probably looked at it and said, "I need to get more wedges in my hand." You know. Yeah. He was looking at the data. He was, yeah. you know. <laughs> Call so, those insights. <laughs> <laughs> Although he, he didn't have enough data because he wasn't making enough cuts. <laughs> That's That's true. He, he was light on data compared to his competitors. That's why he needed to get playing Big disadvantage. Yeah. Needs bigger sample sizes. You know, another big winner was. Uh, Rafa Cabrera Bayo finally uh, won. Uh, yeah, all in on that guy. That was awesome. I, I don't know a ton about him other than you know I mean I've watched him play over here just all the WGCs and majors and you know when he went deep at the match play and all that stuff. But like he was kind of sneaky falling into that like 
that was the most interesting stat as soon as he won was just knowing like that the stat was going to be everywhere like yeah when was the last time that he won because i couldn't even picture it and it was whatever five and a half years are you saying he's like a poor man's lee westwood (laughs) (laughs) he he had he had three economy of spain is kind of low that's the other reason he's kind of the poor man i think he's all the player lee westwood is deep globalist no no (laughs) god you keep diminishing westwood man it's a Cabrera. How about versus Cabrera Bayo this week? Any takers? No, you've got your Any boy. listeners out there, holler at me. <laughs> How about Westwood versus Oh, Chubby, Leishman's, Chubby already Chubby lock. Leishman's already a lock. At, at, uh, all right, can we down. talk about – right, I, 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 I don't mean to skip ahead here because I, I think we need to talk about the Utah Championship uh, on the web tour. Um, but can we talk about Porter and where he pulled his odds from on his <laughs> – British Open preview column. I didn't, I didn't see him. <laughs> so he pulled it, and he had uh, who he had. He had somebody at a seventy-five to one odds. Oh, uh, the dictator, Roberto Castro. Oh, Castro. Yeah. <laughs> he had Roberto Castro as a sleeper at seventy-five to one odds. <laughs> On my sports book, Roberto Castro was five fifty to one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's house money there. Castro is an interesting character because he he made the tour championship last year, and two yeah, years be, two years before he he two years ago he made the tour championship and lost his card. You know, it's going to do it again. Yeah, it's almost impossible to do. Like I don't know if anybody else has ever done it. Legitimately, it I, I'm not exaggerating here. I think if you could have any player on the podcast, he would be probably in like oh, my top five. I love Castro. I, Shout out to Holder Support. I'm not saying anything bad about the man. I, it's just unbelievable that it's gonna. Yeah. It might happen again. To it's, him. it's kind of like it's kind of like a reverse, or it's kind of like a Camilo, a full Camilo, a season long Camilo in a full season and doing it multiple yeah. times. It's Crazy. Not- yeah, it, it it is it's nuts. I mean, he. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Tron, we'll move on to the Open Championship now that we got there. Well, yeah. all right. La- la- lastly, though, I just want to I want to set the record straight on Bryson. Done this before. <laughs> Bryson's got game, people. I, I'm not disputing that. He's got game. He just. It's like he wants to be different. I, I'm I'm cool with being different. Do you? You do you. Just don't tell me saying. about it at every at every turn. Every, every time you're asked about it. <laughs> no, no, he does it any anytime, anytime. Even when he's not know. asked about it's it. It's not like he's like speak softly, carry a big stick. I don't know. Carry carry a one a single length big stick. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Hey Hey, my uh our stack guy just uh sent me a message. Tony Reale. Shout out Justin yeah. Reale. <laughs> Bryson is uh, 38th in driving distance this year. That's honestly. nuts. It's like 70th percentile. Yeah. yeah. And he's averaging 300 off the tee. It's, it's crazy. I don't know why that guy would need to chase the yards. But, but it could have been in the data. So. All right. Well, just here's, here's what I'm going to say. Every time from now on, this is all I will ask. You're entitled to your opinion. Here. I'll defend to the death yeah, your right free, to express it. It's a free it. country, DJ. Uh, every time you see something that like drives you insane about him, just trace it back and say, like, why is he saying this? Is he saying this unprompted or is he saying this because he was asked about it again and again? But he has no again. discretion about it. 
I don't know. I, I just, I think he's like... Lacks discretion. I think he is like... I don't know. I think he's. Uh, I think he is just trying to embrace his uniqueness and uh, just trying to be him. Oh, he's certainly trying to embrace yeah. his uniqueness. So, which I'm into. I'm all I'm, for it. I'm out on what his sponsors do to him, but the guy is just a total weirdo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he's just different. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I was lost. Like it was like even when people weren't interviewing about stuff, and he, they would ask him about, oh, like. Why do you use single-length irons? You're like, well, I sign my name left-handed backwards. <laughs> He's toned that stuff down, I think. I think I think he – a lot of it is just like being a 22-year-old like millionaire that everyone is like fascinated with. And like there's got to be something that like – none of us have done that except Tron. Almost kind of a <laughs> – Tron, the internet celebrity, is the only one that has gone through this. And it's it's hard it's to tough. like – yeah, I mean it's got to be hard to like rate it in when people are like – Pumping your ego all the time. So who's, so who's like a big personality that like totally owns it that you like? Like in, who's the in, who's the model in golf Bryce? or yeah. just in general? Uh, both. Um, Grayson Murray. No, there you I'm, go. Kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. That's the thing. I don't. I don't know if there is a blueprint because it's. Um. I don't know. I mean, you know. I would have. It's a hard question. I'm not yeah, trying to put no, you on the spot. No, no, that, that's a very valid question and a good question. But I, I just think there's, you know, I mean, you could look at Ricky and say, all right. Phil would be my, my only answer. Yeah. But like Ricky's a good, like, I, I, he does things his own way. I don't know if he's got that sort of quirky personality, but he does things his own way and he can, you know, he's, he's done it in a way that hasn't offended the shit out of his peers. Yeah. So I think Phil's the model for this. I think Phil's like old, distinguished Bryson. If you think about the shit that he says and the stuff that Bryson says, they're not that different. Was Phil saying that shit in like 96, though? Yeah, 95, yeah. and he alienated everybody. And everyone was like, God, that guy's like a little much. I yeah, but I, 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 I get the sense that like Phil has a ton of self, self-awareness, too. And face awareness. And he, yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he always has, whereas... I don't get the sense that Bryson has even remotely the same level of self-awareness. Maybe. Maybe it comes with time. Fair. Fair. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that you're in on the Rictator. Randy's out on the Rictator. Oh, Randy hates the Rictator. You're you're out on Bryson, and Randy's in on Bryson. Randy being in on Bryson makes me even more in on Bryson. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised Andy's not, not just beating the Bryson drum he, oh, all he is. day long. Oh, no, I've got, but just I've got tapes. There. I've got tapes. He's texting me today. He's all in on Bryson. He's just laying in the weeds right now. Just contrarian <laughs> Andy. He's like, oh, my contrarian brother. My <laughs> contrarian revolutionary. I just, I'm realistic. He's really good at golf. I'm not in on Bryson. Like, I'm, like DJ said, I'm never going to go have a beer with Bryson. That's something I'm not interested in doing. But I and I'm I don't really enjoy watching him play golf either. I don't think I'd it's just, a little sluggish. The way, the way it's a dresses, the way that was dresses. that was my one thing about Rogers was was man, I feel like he should have gotten like a two a like two strokes subtracted from his score for having to play with Bryson and Zach Johnson on Saturday. That was absolutely <laughs> brutal. <laughs> That'd be an interesting rule. No, and then I, and then I fired off a take. They were like, like Bryson took like 
90 seconds to line up a putt. I think he lined it up six different times, got the line exactly right. Epsom salt. And then, and then I was like, <laughs> man, like, can we just like preemptively put these guys on the clock? <laughs> and I fire off this take and like no less than like eight seconds later, they walk up to the next tee and they're waiting on the next tee. And I'm just like, delete! <laughs> <laughs> I, what would uh, real real real, uh, real quick flash poll for the group here? What would make players play faster? Get them getting docked a stroke or other players getting gaining a stroke? Other players gaining a stroke would make them play faster. Like the rest of the field or just the guys in their group? No, just the guys in their group. No, it can't be to the guys in the other in their group because then you got to give the guys behind them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not a perfect system. To be honest, no, it's it's it's, it's the belt, man. You put the belt on. <laughs> so right. I always propose this. Speaking All of right. the belt, let's talk about the Open Championship. Yeah, Tron, oh. you played Royal Burkdale a couple months ago. I'm Tough. so excited, man. All I can think is just like flighted two irons off tees. It's the it's kind of a nondescript start, but man, like you get out to six, seven to uh, really the rest of the course. There's some just nasty par threes but it's it there there's some serious course management involved too it's a it's a disciplinarian's course i hear dri- I, like i hear driver might not be a popular uh club this week I, you know, I, I think it all depends on i haven't looked at the weather i i i heard kind of offhand that it was supposed to be shitty later in the week um but it I mean, I think it's all – it's tough for me to judge because the wind was blowing the opposite direction when we played it. Um, but I think it's all dependent upon the wind and, you know, the direction it's coming from. But, I mean, even the holes that were downwind, you were – like the, the par fives for us were downwind, the two par fives on the back. And, like, it was it was totally – it was goading you into being aggressive and going for it, and then you just get – like you hit it a little bit offline and you're lost ball. I mean, it was like, you gotta, I, that's why it feels really speedy to me. I, yeah, I like Ricky. I like speed. <clears throat> I think DJ and I just took out second mortgages today to put on Streb <laughs> three, three fifty to one. <laughs> um, is uh does it favor right to left, left to right at all? I didn't feel like it, and, and again, I think it comes down to the wind. But mm-hmm. um, one hole that sticks out to me, where uh, it was like four or five—I think it was five, five or six—it's like a par four, and there's this—it's pretty nondescript. There's a lake on the right, and then there's a ton of bunkers up by the green. But somebody like DJ, if they're feeling frisky, they could pull out driver and carry one three thirty-five and get lucky up by the green and put it on the green and and have a two-shot advantage over the field. Versus, uh, but if that goes sideways, you're you're looking at six easily. So I feel like it's it's a you know it's all about discipline. And the the other big takeaway for me was there's a lot of on the the greens. A lot of the greens are elevated, and there's these little like rivets in the side of the greens that these little runoffs that you really can't even see from the fairway. But they they make the green a lot smaller than it than it looks to the looks to the eye before you play it so um i don't know i, I don't think i've been in this excited for a major championship in a while this is going to be sweet i think that this is on like the level of like as far as interest in watching it's on a level of like a shinnecock for me 
Interesting. High praise. High praise, indeed. It's, like, it's just a really good test of golf. I don't think it favors anybody. I mean, you, you, look at, you look at the uh, past champions from there. You've got Johnny Miller, Peter Thompson won twice, uh, Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, Tom Watson. I mean, pedigree. Yeah. Ian, Ian B, even Baker Fitch won when he was really good. I mean, he was really, really good. Yeah. Like, like, Her- Harrington. Yeah, Harrington was playing the best golf anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where did this fall in like his line of majors? Harrington. Was this a There's, I think second, it was second, second, or second. Yeah. So he uh, is he. I mean, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. All the other guys are Hall of Famers. So can we talk about Peter Thompson just being? So that was the big takeaway from going to England was like Peter Thompson being. So it's hard to sidetrack us here, but like everywhere we showed up, it was like Peter Thompson had won, had won there before. And I, and I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of like the ignorant dude. I was like, man, like I, I know about Peter Thompson, but no, probably two of the most underrated players in the history of golf are Peter Thompson and Tiger Woods. I feel like you just this is just an excuse for DJ to bring up the Tiger Woods is underrated. No, it's just you know, just staying consistent with my. Is Padraig underrated? I, I mean, think he, I think he kind of is. <clears throat> Thompson won five Open Championships. I know that's insane. Tom Watson, and, and I feel like the Brits downgraded him because he was an Australian. He's a prisoner. <laughs> He's a criminal. An inmate. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Florida State Seminole. <laughs> it's yeah, Thompson. I mean, it's just somebody you don't hear a ton about. I mean, Tom Watson is like beloved in in the British Isles. Yeah, but Thompson wasn't as beloved. No, uh, Tom Watson play. He hasn't played. Has he played the Open in a couple of years? No, he I, he's year? St Andrews was his last one, right? Yeah, he's done. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, because yeah, he had that farewell, yeah, yeah, yeah. like dark and all that. So he, those two, both won five Open championships, which is. Where did all right? Where did Peter Thompson win? Um, he won two at, yeah. two two at Birkdale. Um, he won his first and his last at Birkdale, and then uh, let's see where else did he win? I'd have to dive into these. I'm not going to dive into all these. I don't. We're we're done talking about Peter Thompson. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Don't like don't like his chances this year. That's that's another story for another day. Um, Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Rory coming in Mm. two missed cuts. Mm. Three out of four, right? Yeah, three out of his last four hasn't hasn't really been relevant in a major since his win at Kiowa. You love that. Lee Westwood's been more relevant in major championships since. After the 2014 PGA Championship, then Rory McIlroy. It's the 2014 PGA, if you only count Fridays and Saturdays, where the golf course was in the Eastern time zone. Lee West has been way more relevant. Hey, he's got, a, he's got a runner-up. <clears throat> all right, here's the other... He, all right, going back to Peter Thompson, here's the other thing. <laughs> the guy won three Open Championships in a row. Burkdale, St. Andrews, Liverpool... Didn't win in '57. Came in, came runner up at St Andrews. So they played St Andrews two out of three years. 
and then won the next year at Lifting the St. Anne's. So he won three out of four years, and the one year that he didn't win, he was runner-up. That's freaking strong. Strong. It's a it's a historic uh, pace. Spieth oh, un- was almost underrated. on that. Underrated. Nobody's just nobody is saying he's not underrated. <laughs> Let's move on from the Peter Thompson take. <laughs> I'm going to war for Peter Thompson. <laughs> you got anything on McRib? Anybody? Ah, uh, I mean, I, I watched most of the Scottish Open last week, and he just. He looked like a kid trying to find his mom. He was he was lost at the mall. He was trying to find his mom. He couldn't. Like I mean, I I, I was and he he chalked it up to a simple fix of ball position and his stance, but he looked fine off the tee. Um, he just couldn't like anything below an eight iron. He just wasn't even remotely in the circle of trust with. I didn't get to watch much of the Scottish Open, but it, it just seems like for the last two years, it just, I, I know I've harped on this before, but it just always feels like it comes back to just missing like momentum putts. Being able to grind. Yeah, and he just, yeah. The guys just, on the Euro Tour telecast were like, it just, it, that's it. They so, were like, yeah, man, like, this is a big round for, like, I feel like everybody keeps saying every time you watch Rory, oh, this is a big round for yeah, Rory. Totally. Like, they said it at the Irish Open. They said it. Go back to like yeah. when he was paired with Spieth in the last group at Augusta, yeah. and he just got vaporized, blown out to sea, blown out to race, <laughs> blown out to race creek. A tributary. It's uh, I, the other thing I just noticed with Rory is, like, if you watch the way Spieth misses, a lot of times Spieth will miss short on the side of the green that he's got a lot of space. It just seems like Rory regularly short sized himself, and he's just in the worst places. He misses long a lot. He misses long and left, and then so he, 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 I, I think DJ and I are probably going to bring up the same thing here. Are you on the? Are you in the anti JP chorus of? Oh, that's not right. Like, there's this giant undercurrent of people. I mean, players, caddies, casual fans, knowledgeable fans, analysts. Everybody's like. There's this groundswell of anti-JP sentiment out there to where they feel like he's constantly misclubbed. He's constantly I don't I don't have a read on him. I'm not I'm not there in the conversation. Like I I don't know, but I feel like you you may have a better read on it. Sounds, sounds like many are saying that this is a problem. <laughs> many many people are saying this is a problem. <laughs> Has potential to be fake news though. Also, yeah. I I mean. Until you're there, I think it's the player's job to hit the shots. That's what I was going to say. I mean, does it like does that mean JP was really killing it when Rory was the best player in the world and he was flagging everything and like yeah. making every like I don't know if I I don't know if I really. Well, that. I think the other thing with Rory too is he's at what point? I mean, how many times has he changed equipment now in the last three or four years? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I don't know when he switched from I Nike mean, three to three at least. Yeah, three. Well, four Titleist to Nike to Callaway to yeah. TaylorMade. I mean, it's like at some point, like that's that's going to catch up with you, just just like an injury would, or just like it's just one more variable to consider. I just don't understand the whole putter thing. Like he putted so well with the Scotty Cameron at the end of last year. Like he wins the Tour Championship. You know, he wins the FedEx Cup. Using that yeah, it feels thing. like it was five years ago. Well, so that that's my thing with the whole equipment thing, and I, I know I can't, you know, I'm not like the best. 
A, I don't give a shit about equipment. Hey, I think I think we need to get a golf WRX form guy on here. Uh, and B, someone should start a thread about Tron's equipment takes. <laughs> and B, like yeah, B, like Callaway pays us at no laying up. So like I, I'm not, you know, like I'm not the most well-intentioned guy with equipment. And so for me, if if Rory felt like all right, I'm I like these irons I'm playing. I like the ball I'm playing. I love this driver I'm playing. That's great. But like the putter's kind of separate from all that right like if if you really like i mean i heard anecdotes of of he picked up that scotty cameron putter again and was putting with it and he was like man like it's like back like being with an old friend you know and and he was and he was putting really really well with it and and now he's using you know he's he's switching back and forth between a mallet and, and, and it just seems like yeah. I mean, having what did he have four putters out there on yeah. Saturday a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, and it's like it man, like if, if you're trying to, you know, if you if you're really about playing the best stuff and and you can get paid for it too, but if you want to play the best stuff, then then play the best stuff and don't worry about this equipment contract stipulates that I have to have that putter in the bag. Yeah. That's my that's my take. I think where where I was going to go with it originally, and tee up Andy here if he wants to talk about it, is I think there's a growing uh, one of one of my favorite conspiracy theories is maybe Rory's not strategic enough of a player. And if you look at his U.S. Open history and you look at like some of the tracks where he's played well, some of the tracks where he hasn't played well, <laughs> what you know, what does that say about the way that he plays? And like you know you. Andy, you kind of uh, you kind of alluded to it like at the U.S. Open this year. I know after Thursday when you know all these big names just got completely ejected on the first day for kind of trying to play bomb and gouge, and it was it was kind of him, Jason Day, a lot of those guys. And I don't know. I'm just I'm curious if you think there's any weight there or uh, or not. Uh, I don't know. I, it's. It's interesting to think about, but you always think about what if golf... With technology the way it is, it's not possible to play at like the most strategic golf courses because their strategy's been rendered useless. Right, but it's almost like when you have everything going, when, when you're just like flushing everything and... It's and tiger. Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're just unconscious playing video tiger game golf... It's like it's like Tiger at Litham when he was hitting two iron off every tee, and it didn't matter if he was thirty yards behind everybody because he was <clears> right. hitting but his short when, irons. That when you're long. like playing, when you have that much control over what yeah. you're doing, like it's fine to play one way. Yeah. And as soon as you don't have total control over everything you're doing, it, it just seems like if you take the same lines, like it's so much easier to get just ejected and missing all the wrong spots and a lot of stuff. Well, your margin about. for errors a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, so I think a good study is just if. If you could go watch a round of golf, you know, when you can get to see Rory play with Spieth. Because to me, I I think they're the complete, on the polar opposite levels in terms of, like, Spieth is the guy that you watch play and you say, how the hell did he just shoot 67? He was all over the place. So he didn't do any, like, he scraped it (laughs) around. Which that quote literally came from Rory. Yeah. And then, when they play together in Augusta. And then Rory's the guy that you watch, and you're like, how the hell did he shoot 69? He should have shot 65. Yeah. And in, it's interesting because if you watch where Spieth misses, it's a lot different than where Rory misses. 
It's a lot more cerebral, right? I mean, it's there's it's always well intentioned. It's always he misses on he doesn't short side himself a lot, so it's a lot easier to get up and down. But um, I, but so so my question for you is is that where Greller comes into where because it's tough to it's tough to constantly be thinking of your misses and not start playing defensively versus I think you know, he, like like that's that's kind of that fine line between. Hey, I want to miss in the right spots, but at the same time, I want to go with flags. I want so, to, you know. So this is could be where the putting all comes into it. Is that Rory's been struggling with his putter, so he feels like he has to hit it close to make birdies. Spieth, yeah. notorious for rolling in twenty footers and fifteen footers, he doesn't feel the pressure to have to fire at flags to make birdie. That could, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that could be part of it. Is the other thing too is is speed, because I agree that's the that's the ultimate kind of case studies in in different spheres of the game kind of spe- speed versus Rory and to a lesser extent like on the Euro Tour Tomas Peters versus like a Matthew Fitzpatrick, but like I think it's also by the time it's all said and done Rory and speed because speed putters cooled off mm-hmm. some would you know some would say this year or in the last 18 months like <clears throat> is that something where speed the way that he makes his putts and the way that he kind of stacks them up um in certain rounds like rory may make the same number of those putts but he's just he's he's either streakier with it and he's not doing it in the same scenarios and he's doing it just kind of all stacking them up like late in a Sunday round, like or yeah. you know early on a Friday. I mean, it's it just is the whole psychology. I think when when you don't putt well and when you know like Rory knows he hasn't been putting well, like it wears on the rest of your game through the. Oh bench. yeah, you start pressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you need to hit drivers further, so you need to set up you know wedges that you can hit closer, and eventually you're going to make the mistake versus Spieth. I mean, he's won twice this year, Spieth, and he's been in contention. And a lot of times why he hasn't won more is because the putters, putts just haven't fallen. But his process and understanding, hey, like I don't need to fire at every flag, yields him being in the hunt a lot. And I think, like anything, you can't make a lot of birdies without a lot of birdie opportunities. You can't win a lot of events without being in contention a lot. Well, here's the other thing. Do you, do you think do you think Rory's held back by the fact that his driver is his strongest attribute? To where, you know, like he that that's what he feels like his advantage is, and and if and if that's not firing on all cylinders, then there's not a whole lot of foundation there. Versus speed, it's like, you know, if everything if the putter is his strongest attribute, that's his foundation, and. Right, I, I there's not I a whole lot saying. else yeah, yeah. built upon it. With a bad putter, you can still shoot sixty nine. Yeah. You're With not a bad driver. You're gonna you're not as reliant upon yeah. one putter or one one yeah. club because he can his putter can go cold and his ball striking is still good enough. Whereas if if Rory's, you can only hit your driver so many times around, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you got to just you know club in from there, and it's 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 a different story. Versus, That's right. I think I mean you still see Rory beating up the par fives and yeah. like. Yeah, it's 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 just not a good area. If you want to win a lot of golf tournaments, it's not good to be 
struggling with your short irons and putter. But coming back to Birkdale, I think this is why this is like the ultimate. I would bet on Spieth 10 times out of 10 if it was just Spieth heads up versus Rory at Birkdale because I think it takes the driver out of Rory's hands on a lot of holes and on the holes that he's going to hit it. Yeah, he may be 30, 30 yards ahead of Spieth, but Spieth's, you know, half half wedge game is so good that I don't think it really it's that big of an advantage. Yeah, it's a short course. It's only seventy one hundred yards, yeah. so it's and if it's firm and fast like most of them play, it's not you don't have to necessarily be a bomber to succeed here. It'll be there's a lot of there's a lot of blind tee shots. There's a lot of um, you know, just really quirky shots that you got to hit to where you know you you can't just bomb and gouge this course you're going to get ejected so um so of the guy of the established guys that have won major championships who's your guys pick tron sounds like your team speed uh for guys that have won before yeah speed and then i got i got harrington in 100 and 20 to 1, I think, last weekend before you. That'd be so fun. I love that. I love Padre. Yeah. How about that follow through? See, Padre, all right. <laughs> here, let me, uh, let me just, you know, let me just circle back to an earlier part of the conversation here. Padre is also a guy that is long winded, that is tinkering constantly, that's doing all kinds but of weird shit. He's lovable, though. It's not like he's that's what it's I'm not, trying to get just, at. Like, Is it just because of his accent? No, he's not arrogant. Sean's being reverse racist right now. <laughs> he's not arrogant. <laughs> It's not about Padraig. He's just he's just like all right, searching. Yeah. yeah. All right. Whatever. D- so DJ, I love Padraig and I love Bryce. I mean, I was gonna say Speed too, but that's because I pick him to win every tournament. Um, but and he's due. I feel like he's been in the lab. Yeah. Oh, dude. He's he's like he's hungry. Yeah. Exactly. You saw what he won with at Travelers. Like as soon as he gets it going, I mean, yeah. it's gonna be he's gonna yeah. blow people's doors off. Uh, it also feels like I mean I know this is just the nature of golf being played every week in multiple places but uh it feels like dustin is like the most underrated player in the world right now i feel like yeah he's really flying under the radar yeah he yeah. doesn't like he he was getting four to one five to one odds in tournaments yeah four months three right. three four months and ago. like the only this is so funny with how it happens with golf but like the only reason that he is like kind of quiet right now is just because he's like taking time off to like hang out with his kid and like I don't know. And he allegedly got pushed down the stairs. Or he allegedly fell on the stairs. Right. Uh, he, um, I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to be up there. I think, like, him hitting, you know, two, three, four irons all over that place and just putting himself in good shape. Because like, I, I think that's that's one of the underrated things about Dustin is how disciplined he he can be mm-hmm. in his game plan. Yeah, like he, totally. he hits a he hits a lot of two irons and three three woods off tees mm-hmm. where you know people just view him as some bomb and Gallagher and he's not. I'm going I'm going Sergio. Yeah? I like it. I, I you, great. You think he's still hungry? Oh. I mean the the open is the tournament that you expected him to win forever. Like he always yeah, is in it. Like it. It's it, he hits it so good. He's never out of it. Yeah, and that's true. You know, he's he's got the piano off his back. So, so. the other thing that, that worries, the thing that worries me a little bit about Sergio is 
the greens, it's supposed to be pretty windy later in the week. The greens might be a little slower. So, and just putting in the wind is hard. So yeah. I, I think the wind actually diminishes putting skill because it just makes everything bad. it's really hard to make long putts when it's windy. Yeah. And yeah, but that, it's really hard. To, it's really hard to get lag putts close too. Yeah. You end up having to make a lot of eight footers. That's what Sergio's great at, right? Yeah, something like that. I'll tell you who, it, you know, tri- going into the guys that haven't won. You know, we've had seven straight first-time major winners. Lee Westwood's a great, literally, you literally great short putter. Finish the sentence without God. laughing. <laughs> yeah, he just looks rock solid over those three footers. This might be Lee's uh, last chance, last real good chance. I don't think he's going to be in the Masters next year. He's got to be in the top 50 in the world. and I could see Lee getting on his horse and winning like one of those Rolex Cup events in Dubai or, you know, you know Turkey he's gonna, or something next year. You know he's going to ball out at the Ned Bank Challenge next year. <laughs> Guys, I, like, I feel like... The, and, the I feel Ber- like and the Joe Berg Open. I feel like a parent that's like divorced. <laughs> and, and then we're getting into the Leishman next and like... And he's gonna shit on Leishman. I never, I never have shit on Leishman. I just, I just have pointed out DJ. I just think it's poor timing. Leishman just had a kid, you know. But he's, I don't know. I just, I think of two irons off tees, and I think of that driving iron that Spieth has. Too that, yeah, you know, totally. Um, What about your boy Jason Day then? Jason Day stinks. His ball flight's too high. He can't grind. He stinks. Uh, what yeah, about Ricky? That, what yeah. about Ricky? What yeah. about the Rictator? Totally. I, I love Ricky. I like that he didn't win last week. Think that helps? In Scotland. I think that helps immensely. You don't want to drain the reserves, man. We didn't talk about Andy's boy. Uh, Romulus. I mean, he blitzed I mean, he everybody. Just blew everybody away <laughs> two weeks ago. He... He showed that his game might be better across the pond. <laughs> I mean, uh, the whole like he's from across the pond. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's uh, I mean, I'm surprised you haven't done a deep dive on like his amateur career, him playing in the amateur and he he won the bigger I events. Won, I think he won the Spanish Am twice. No, um, but I'm talking about the ones in the British Isles. I don't think he played the Eisenhower Trophy one year. I, I don't think Did he won. Did he not won. play the amateur and like the, I don't the, think he played the, the uh, English amateur or the, the Irish amateur? I did a deep dive on John Ron's amateur career a while ago, but I don't oh, think... So you've left some little, little, a trail of breadcrumbs that's not quite picked up yet. You can, I mean, you can go on the site and read it. It's, but I don't think he did anything crazy in, on the British Isles. He did most of his damage. He came in, and started started chasing split tail. Yeah, he. I mean, once he got to the states, he he liked the life in the states. But um, I mean, he's, he's another guy. He, you can't he, the way he hits the ball. His odds are crazy. He's like, it's like DJ. Him. There's like four guys Jeez. that are that are basically co favorites, and he's one of the co favorites. Probably those two, Spieth and Rory, right? Yeah. I don't even think Rory. I think Rory's like behind those guys. Rory's always a betting favorite, though. You know who? There. You know who I kind of like this week 
who hasn't won a major yet is Hideki. Yeah, I can say that. He's going to win a British at some point. The bat, like the whole wind, uh, kind of neutralizing the putting a little bit, seems to play in his uh, in his favor. I think Hideki's going to win at Carnoustie. Hmm. I like that. They're at Carnoustie next year, I think. I think what about think. Bryson this week? Oh, I don't. I didn't even know Bryson had a passport. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, you know, Bryson's game's kind of good for a British Open. He hits a I know. Really low. I'm saying. It's a good. I. He's going to short story because he doesn't have enough data on the course. I feel like feed... oh, there's no shot link. There's no shot link at Birkdale. That's not going to help. He can't. He can't feed Watson. I feel. <laughs> I feel like Fleetwood is getting just so much hype, and it's well deserved by his play. But it's gotten kind of outrageous levels where people every he's like listed him as a favorite. We so you know what kind of pisses me off is that's people not doing their homework because Fleetwood when we talked to him about the players. I was like, oh, you're from Southport, England. Like, you know, be, you must be really, really excited for for the Open this year. And he's like, yeah, I'm pumped to go home. But, like, I've never really played Hillside and Formby a lot, but I've never played Birkdale all that much. Like, I don't – like, he's – it's kind of an unfamiliar course just like it is to most of these young guys. So, um, what do you – all right, two guys, two guys that I like a lot. And this is going to shock you. Shock the world. All right. Oosthuizen, first of all, 50, 50 to 1. Threw some money on him just because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, that guy's almost got, what, three majors? I don't I don't want to say this. I, I feel bad saying this because I love Louie. Love Louie. But Louie's deep in the Westwood game. He's, he's turning into South African Westwood pretty quick. But I don't think he cares, though. He, he doesn't <laughs> care that much. So he... And he's already won one. So what do you think? It's just like the switch is going to flip this week? and like No, he just doesn't. It's, it's just another tournament. I don't know. What about, and Paul, then the, what about Paul Casey? Uh, I he's mean, so good. I could bet on Paul Casey every But he's another one that, like, just, again, like he, I love Casey and he does everything well. But, like, what was the last thing that he won? He hasn't won in forever. Forever. Like, I think and, like and, anywhere. Like, yeah. It's been years. Well, and just to climb back to where he was, to even getting his PGA Tour card back, I mean, yeah. that was a that was a lot of energy right there. So the guy I was going to say earlier was 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 Kuchar. Faraday picked him this week. Um, oh, I would love that too. He's seventy five to one. Faraday said he was just glowing about his ball flight, which I, I don't know if that's just like a kind of like a women's <laughs> like a women's seven would just. Yeah, it's a low. He's gonna swoop in and win the Rico British Women's British Open. Like, yeah, the yeah we yeah Weedabix. Yeah. Um, Short. No, yeah. I mean, Shorter course I, too. Yeah. Now, so I just I don't know. I feel like Kucher plays well on. On. Uh, I, I I actually I don't even know where Kucher plays well. I just he he could backdoor this thing. That's all. I'm sure. Saying. What about a bad that? take? Brian Harmon. Yeah, I know you're. you're I think the tank. I, I think the tank's a little bit low right low. now. Yeah, I yeah. expected him to play well this past week. So recent, recent uh, outside of Rory, recent Open Championship winners have been really old guys. I mean, you got Stenson, Phil. That's like Cooch. 
Um, so that's something to keep in mind. I mean, I, I think that Lynx golf lends itself to more experience and it's not, yeah, as I think much especially of a, this course versus say a, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I think Carnoustie kind of comes down to a little bit more chance and luck mm -hmm. and, and driving the ball well. But, like, this one's more, hey, just, like, take your medicine and get the ball out there 270, 280, and then go from there. And then Cooch, too. Like, I, I was blown away at how many – I think in every interview this week he referenced being – like, trying to prepare for the Open Championship more. And if you look at his – record in the open championship from say 2010 to now he never did anything until like two years ago and then he, he got what like now he gets like, it like uh t9 or something last year and he's like man like what can i do to prepare for this even better yeah. i'm gonna come over and play the scottish open like i feel like this is the tournament other than maybe augusta that he really wants to win for whatever reason so i'm going to war for kuchar i put some money on him this week what, what about phil Fits a lot of the things we're talking about here. I'll, I'll tell you who the I older, think I think Phil's in his own head. The yeah, old, the older guys that I kind of think could be the ones that come through, uh, Rose and Scott, because they're, God, they're I, I always forget about those two guys. They're flying under the radar. <laughs> they always are. They're and so good. It's like I haven't heard much about Scott. I saw somewhere he he's got more top tens and and opens than anybody in the last like eight years or something like that i was thinking about scott just from a purely driving the ball keeping him playing mean, he's playing really really well right now too mm -hmm. but just i don't know it just comes back to the putter you just I, I have a tough time when i know there's gonna be wind i have a tough time picking guys that don't putt well but maybe that's just my biases creeping in yeah so so adam scott overrated underrated it's a good segue. Career-wise. Wow. My computer battery's getting down there. All right. Uh, I'd say uh, Scott. Man. Underrated. Good he might be, he might be the Mendoza line of overrated and underrated. All right. I think underrated because he was so good for so – like the consistency has me say underrated. That's a good point. I value consistency. I, yeah, I agree with that. But he might good. be a globalist. <laughs> Switzerland, Bahamas doesn't really. Sure. Doesn't really have a home country anymore. Citizen of the world. Yeah. He plays the Glo world schedule. Global elite. We got uh we got a ton of stuff uh on Twitter here. Plug oh. your computer, DJ. Let's <laughs> let's start bucking our heads. Uh, overrated, underrated from Carr for the course. Playing the Irish and or Scottish Open to prep for the Open. Yeah, that's such a good question. DJ, go for it. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think about just the like the guys who've done it recently and the guys who've won. I'm gonna say it's slightly overrated. I think it's a little overrated. I think like I think it's just kind of like a fun thing. I think guys. Um, like I think I think people go through these trends and honestly I think it's more like writer driven than it is like player driven I think like who who chooses to like highlight these things Looking but like yeah and I think that like a couple years ago if you remember like it was all about 
Oh, he loves playing the week before a major. I think it's dead even. Rick, Ricky loves playing three weeks before a major. Like guys that have played the week before at the Scottish Open, guys that have skipped the week before, and guys that have played the John Deere. I think it's yeah. like the last nine or yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a little – I'm going to say it's overrated. I'm, I love it. I'm, I'm all in on – I love watching those guys. I didn't really watch it this year, but I would love watching the guys go over and play, and I love having two weeks where you kind of get up early and – Watch golf with your coffee in the morning, but shout out to NBC too. Yeah, they, they, in Golf Channel, they <laughs> killed it the last couple of weeks. But I'll say a, I'll say a little overrated. Uh, I will say I think it's probably overrated as far as prep goes. Um, maybe playing both, but at the same time, I think it's I think it's underrated. I think more guys should do it just for the game and for uh, just kind of. I feel like the guys that appreciate playing golf do it yeah seems seems like a fun time to go do it it's like a bad spot in the schedule also i mean don't don't talk about the john deere like that bro um no yeah and it's it's something where i feel like the euro tour is on the right track with this rolex series i think they should if, if i can go off on a little segue here i think the the governing bodies or the tours should do something to where like I, personally, I think it's BS that there's not more guys playing in Australia every year. I know it's tough to get to, but there's guys going over and playing in the HSBC and the Dunlop Phoenix, and they're, they're going to have that PGA Tour event in Korea this year where if you're going all the way over to Australia to play or to, you know, all the way over to Hong Kong or to Shanghai to play for a week or two, that's a, what a five or six hour flight maybe an eight-hour flight from Australia, but you can kind of skip up to Singapore and then from there. Like, I I think the schedule should be more segmented to allow for these guys to visit different parts of the world and do it for three weeks at a time and make it worth it. Um, and the fact that there's only two two events in Australia now versus three kind of makes me mad. And, and I think it's the same thing. Like, the Irish Open almost died what six five six years ago like there was you know the economy was was fluttering and all that but i think the euro tour is on the right track with this rolex thing mm-hmm. i just think they need to tighten it up a little bit I, get I that just, turkey event out of there i think the know, get, european tour needs to become like the world tour yeah so oh it's I, it's definitely a misnomer yeah, yeah. It, it it needs to and it needs to get asia and and uh australia in on it you know like there should be a WGC in Australia every year. Oh yeah, I completely you know? agree with that. It's probably one of the best golfing countries in the world, and yeah, it's tons of great golf courses and and it's prime time golf. Like yeah. if you if you have a tournament there, you can put golf on from like nine to one a.m. in the states mm-hmm. on a and shit have it on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that, and it's like midweek prime time. You you market it the right way, that's crazy ratings. All right, we're getting back to the questions. More, Who gets more tour wins in their career, Wes Bryan or Bryson DeChambeau from Mike Yost? Ooh. I mean, I'm going to stay consistent here and say Bryson. I think if you just look at like – I mean, I know this isn't indicative of everything, but just look at – you know, I, always, I know you're like this too, Andy, but you always look at like – how guys have played at every level and usually that's the best indicator of kind of like just how they've always played against their peers and i think you know 
Wes obviously has is massively overachieving now in relation to what he did in college and what he did as an amateur and that kind of stuff. Where probably just his all all around game. Too. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think Bryson is is head and shoulders above Wes. Yeah, I agree. I, I the thing I think is Wes is going to play at about ten courses a year really well, like Harbor Town, John Deere, probably Sony. Yeah. yeah, Greenbrier, you're, but Bryson, you probably wouldn't have picked Bryson to win at John Deere as like his place to win. He can yeah. win. He can win at any course. So mm-hmm. just because of that, Bryson gonna get more wins. I think. I think Bryson's also gonna go through more peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys too. Like I think he'll go through longer spells of, you know, kind of really bad results as well. Whereas Wes Bryan has kind of that, his strength is the putting and mm-hmm. that'll carry him through a little bit too. All right. Overrated, underrated from Oakley. Harrington's baseball swing. during. <laughs> <laughs> underrated, man. Underrated. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on it. <laughs> I, I'm in I love too. just, I'm, I'm in on all that stuff. I'm in on when he was doing like, he used to do like a happy Gilmore as like a legit part of his you know, warm up. He was out there with like the straight jacket looking thing. He's out there with like with everything. I'm I'm in on all of it. I am too. I think the one I think Padraig's probably the most conflicting character for me just in, in terms of I really didn't I don't know if I didn't appreciate him when he was winning all those majors yeah. or just didn't I, I didn't know what to think. And then I've always been a, like or since he came out of the wilderness, Sergio, and all the all the anecdotes I hear about Sergio and Padraig, where like Sergio just basically shitting all over Padraig and like almost making him cry it was like it just that stuff made me sad to where I'm like man it questions my allegiance to Sergio because how could you be mean to Padraig Harrington? Seems uh yeah future Ryder Cup captain future you know so I mean shit how about Padraig? Maybe making a run for for Ryder Cup. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, we're a yeah. long. We're not talking about. We Ryder should be Cup talking about the Presidents Cup, huh? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You, you, I heard rumors that you might be placing a fatwa on the Presidents Cup. Those are just rumors for now. <laughs> um, so, if you were a young, budding professional. Would you start out on the web or the Euro Tour? This is from Eric Nelson. Yeah, I think it all depends on resources, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's not it's not cheap hey. to play on the, on the Euro Tour. Probably cheaper now than it was three or four years ago with the with the exchange rate. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's you know, if you're Peter Uline, I'm a huge Peter Uline fan, but. You can fly around on the jet and <laughs> go to go to all these nice places. That then hell yeah. But you know, yeah, I mean, if I you're mean, grinding, like Brooks did it. I don't know what Brooks's background necessarily was, is like financially. I mean, I'm sure you know you get sponsored yeah, money but, and you're, you're. But he was an all America. Future earnings and stuff. I guess. Well, I, mean, this, I, I think it all just depends on your background. Yeah. yeah. This is you're you're a, you're a future star. You know, say you're. Uh, yeah, yeah, but future. Yeah, but past success doesn't always. I mean, Uline's a good example of that, actually, where, like, you know, who has come out of college recently with more promise or more heat than Uline did? And, I mean, it's taken him quite a while to 
kind of yeah. make good on a lot of that stuff. Actually, that's like that's one of my favorite pods that Solly did. One of my yeah. favorite no laying up pods was with Peter Uline and just talking about how like you know it almost seemed like he. It seems like a lot of times, like the experience of playing the European tour or playing the Challenge tour or doing any of these things, like kind of gets wasted on these guys a lot of the time. And Uline seemed like the total opposite to where, like, he almost seemed like he cared too much about like taking in the culture and and kind of like. I think that's my one thing with Kepka to where I don't think Kepka would have won the U.S. Open if he. In all things being equal, if he came up through the Web.com tour and played, say, the Utah Championship instead of playing the Scottish Open last week or playing, uh, you know, like uh, the Boise Albertsons Open instead of instead of playing the Madeira Islands Open and learning how to play a firm and fast course. Like, I, I don't think that uh, – I don't think the Web tour stuff – necessarily prepares you for being a world-class diverse player like playing over there does um you know where like to me when 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 Kepka won at I'm not a, I'm not a huge Kepka fan but when Kepka won at Aaron Hills the defining moment for me was when was that short part for when he him. laid up and made birdie yeah, yeah when he laid up made birdie but and like stuffed that wedge in there that nine iron or whatever he hit in there and and did it i don't know like didn't didn't try to overpower it but knew knew what his capabilities were knew what the percentage plays were and still executed it like to me most of the guys playing on the web tour would have just bombed a driver down there and then you know tried to try to get up and down from 70 yards so and that's not and that's not a slight on the web tour like i know the web tour They'd like to play better courses. It's just a matter of just Definitely. tough. You know, there's just not a whole lot of places that want to host and give away their their course for two weeks in the middle of prime season. Yeah, I I, I think I'd rather play the European Tour, but it's also a lot harder to make feasible financially. Um, Plus, if you have a family or you you know if you have any sort of connection, if you have a serious long-term girlfriend and she's not you know caddying for you or what like that's that's it's just it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of i think it's just totally different realities you know and if you have the wherewithal to do that then 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 go do it no brainer in my opinion so uh cav wants to know what's worse sketchers or blade collars Man, uh, it's been a while since I've owned a pair of Skechers, I think. A while? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> How about Skechers I've, going after Grand Delay? Uh, I think I could make, um, I think I, I think I could make the blade collar work for me better than the Skechers, I would say. What about Skechers really going after a Grand Delay? Right. That was aggressive. That was brazen. Brazen. <laughs> I uh, so here's my thing with Skechers, and we're putting Brooke Henderson aside here because she doesn't count. Because I, I feel like she's like in Skechers captivity. Like they're they're <laughs> like they're holding her against her will. Um, nobody's ever won a major 
wearing Skechers. <laughs> so if they want to play the whole nobody, you know, could be Russell Knox this week. Graham Delay's never worn a or he's never won a tour event. All right, cool, cool. Nobody's ever won a major in Skechers. <laughs> Which which brings me to my next Second, guy, Saturday. Andy Kuchar, overrated, underrated. We've this done was, this one. This was a question. I, I think we've done this one. Yeah, but everything changes. It's constantly yeah. shifting. As I as I said about Adam Scott, I value consistency. Yeah, I'm, I'm going underrated. God, you're such a Midwesterner. Uh. I'll say very, 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 very slightly underrated. Midwest? I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty accurately rated. He's not even from the Midwest. What the hell are you guys talking about? No, now? just just in general, like you just oh, just uh, just overly. Underly he's just critical. so American, and you're underly critical. Yeah. Here, here's a good question, Ben McNamara. Which Spaniard has the best chance at the Open? That is a good question. Mm. The, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Rom just based on current form man i don't know is, that's a good question that might be even money is pablo larathobel in the in the field <laughs> i was gonna go with maybe <laughs> or or gonzalo fernandez castano i think i think he's probably playing in the farmers all this week. Pa- pablo is in the field i almost he is? made him a sleeper okay. yeah i almost put him as a sleeper he hasn't been playing well lately though Missed the cut this week, and I think not the week before. That seems to be the ticket, though. If you've missed the cut recently, you're probably going to win the next week. Um, all right, Alex Noren, underrated, overrated. Shout out, Solly. <laughs> Are we talking about like where he's rated in the in the world rankings? No, just in general, just in people's minds. Oh man, he just—he gets so much hype lately. I th- he's almost overrated, but I—I I am firmly in the belief of like he's won so much lately that he's underrated. Um, all right, that was a bad question. Can we talk about the the qualifying? Just sure. just the field in general for. The British Open. There's a lot of uh, I so I watch a lot of golf. I follow a lot of golf. A lot, a of, lot names of golf. In this, there's a lot of names in this field that I have not heard of before. No man. It is like there's some swaths of this field that are pretty uh, pretty Richard slash Adam Bland. I would say. You're you're talking about like Mike Lorenzo Vera. Yeah. All right. Question. <laughs> Don't did, know a lot about Mike's career. How did Maverick McNeely get in? I like Maverick McNeely. He did um, something. But but, I mean, there's a tie. There's a tie that? dude not named Kyrdek Abibanrat or Tong Chai Jai that's in there. Um, I'm assuming Castro got in because he made the FedEx Cup, like finals. Probably yeah. Um. Yeah, Mike Lorenzo Vera. Well, I think the the biggest point that comes down to you know we had you know what? someone was texting someone was texting us earlier today about it about how you know Xander doesn't get in yeah. doesn't get in for a fifth place finish at the U.S. Open, but 
ends up getting in, you know, for winning the Greenbrier based on like which is a worst field and and all these things and not even that but like the guy who, he would have come in you know the he guy would have come finishes, in second or third at the Greenbrier yeah, he still would have gotten in the guy yeah. who finishes eighth at the Greenbrier yep. whatever it shook out to be that week and and I know Streb was a beneficiary of this as well but uh, that's that's a little shaky. So McNeely got in because of the McCormick Medal, which is given to that's top right, yeah. top ranked top ranked Am. So that's pretty legit, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Hey, he's he played pretty well at John Deere. I'm fine. Too. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh no, no. No. Like I'm 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 fine with him getting in. I was just curious as to like, he didn't win the USA. Like I'm I'm just thinking consistently of titles and all that. But um, how did Giwon Kim get in? I don't care to look up that. All right, so here's something that, that kind of pisses me off. The U.S. Open has that qualifier over in the British Isles mm-hmm. to, to get into the U.S. Open. Like a, it's like a sectional qualifier over there. The British Open has nothing like that on this side of the pond. Uh, they don't? They don't have one here? I don't think they have one here. Almost positive. The, right. It's all done through the tour events. So yeah, seems, yeah, but there's a bunch more. Yeah, but I guess it bounces that. And they've got they've got a lot of more spots with the qualifying series, but still. And I like the qualifying series. I think that's sweet. I think they, the fact that a guy can get in, but I just, I do think there needs to be more emphasis placed on the U.S. Open. If you play well at the U.S. Open, you get into the British Open. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. There's some names in this field, man. Top ten of the U.S. Open should get you into the British Open, like Trey Mullen versus like top four. Yeah, like top four at the. You know, because this too is a very developmental experience. Like, if somebody gets into this tournament, that's that's invaluable for their career development. Mm-hmm. As far as, especially a guy like a Molinax who probably hasn't played a whole lot over in Europe. He's played Webb. He played college in the states. You know, he's he's not he's not all that familiar with it. Like, this will challenge his game and help so- his game grow. This is an interesting tidbit that a uh, a major champion told me at the U.S. Open. He said that the Open Glover, the Open Championship is the easiest major to win of all the majors because of the draw and yeah, the, chan- the, the chance for the weather eliminating half the field. Mm-hmm. So the Open is the easiest major to win of any major. I mean, I think if you look at, like, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, the Masters has the worst field, obviously, of all the majors. Well, it's not the worst field. It's the least. It's small. Yeah, Yeah. but this is kind of like like the strength of field here is, like, almost feels the same, except it's just kind of, like, one and a half times bigger. And so, like, I I don't know. And then the PGA Championship overcompensates for it's having so the yeah. the torp or the there's just no way in, in there, you're, yeah. But they have the top hundred right five or hundred and ten players in the world there, you know. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's still harder to win than any other. Like, I don't know. To me, I I, I think it's more impressive to win the British Open than it is to win a Players Championship, even though the players might have. I don't know. I'm Statistically, not twice as yeah. good of a field, just because it's just such a distinctly different. I do. I think that the point form about the, of golf. I think the point about the draw is a good one. That like, 
it is impressive that like I mean the year Darren Clark won was like I mean it was like a you know statistical anomaly basically that year I mean it was just like there were so many dudes that just had literally like no chance that was of, that was a black swan <laughs> it was shout out uh, what's that dude's name Larry David no <laughs> that's how it was funk hazard <laughs> Marty funk hazard uh not Talib Nassab or whatever it was, the black swan dude oh the book deep pull yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We're, we're going right. in circles. What else right. you got? That's, that's it. Right? We got more. No, you got, like, one, I don't know, like one or two more just colorful all right. ones. All right, we'll go quick ones, all right? Get, let's get loose. Yeah. All right, a couple people asked me about... Many people are asking? Many are asking about Poulter's resurgence and the possibility of a Patrick Reed-Poulter final match in a Ryder Cup. Who wins? Mm. Where is it? You're yeah. talking about this next Ryder Cup in France? France, yeah. I think Patrick Reed might have a seizure in France. <laughs> so Reed, Reed and Rom are paired together this week. Oh, my gosh. Like, which could be... There could be a homicide. Potentially lit, right? <laughs> yeah. there, there was another question about how many strokes will Captain America Pat Reed miss the top ten by. Oof. I don't think, like, the guy, he's incapable of hitting a left to right ball. And there's certain holes at Burkdale where you have to hit have to hit it left to right. So, I wish there was betting that you could short people. Like, you could, you know, short stocks. Like, I wish you could bet on the world golf rankings. It, it sounds like you just need to pool more resources. Yeah, and then you, you can open, just open a market. Just bet, bet everybody else besides the guys yeah. that you're shorting. <laughs> That's a good point. This, this sounds like a like like a business opportunity, though. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it does. Um, let's see what else we got here. I did think so. Kirk Byram probably said this three times this weekend. He was like, "Man, Ian Poulter is playing better because he feels like the deck is stacked against him again. Like he's got something." He's got a chip on his shoulder again. He's not comfortable anymore. He's playing for something. That, that you know, that's. I feel like Patrick Reed's kind of that same way. Yeah, I we're like, it's like I feel like we need to just revoke Patrick Reed's tour card and just be like, <laughs> hey man, you got to earn your way back on. Like he'd probably just start killing it. Give me your badge and gun. <laughs> Too much good press. He should never have gone on Faraday. So uh, here's here's a. No, that was good press. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I had an interesting one here. I lost it though. Oh, here th- I just love this this comment from Tuck- Tucker Blankenship. Blankenship, yeah, Blankenship. When McRib misses another cut Friday, what's the percentage chance of Johnny bringing back the tight shirt theory on its one year anniversary? <laughs> Probably sixty percent. Yeah. And then and then and then adding a little blade collar dig in there. Well, it depends what the weather's doing. It could be a tight sweater. <laughs> I did see Rory. So Rory's scripting called for a sweater. No, sorry, that was JT's scripting. I was going to say last thing. Let's talk about JT's shirt. And tie. I'm reserving judgment until I see it. Yeah, I think that's responsible. It's a responsible take. It's just I don't know. Like that 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 was strictly meant 
for Golf Digest to be like, oh my God, you're not gonna believe what JT is wearing on Thursday. I don't know. Thursday. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Let's let's reserve yeah. Jeff. But Polo but, yeah. Polo does a good job, man. People, I'm sure it'll look good. People are forgetting Ryan Moore. Yeah. Ryan Moore. Oh, yeah. Ryan Moore was this guy five years ago. Shout out! Shout out, Jay Rigdon. Love I love Ryan Moore. Yeah, he's ahead of the curve. Oh yeah, Ryan Moore overrated, underrated, underrated, way underrated, right? Yeah, underrated. He hasn't played very well this year, though. Talk. He's been hurt. Andy, do you have the uh, the uh, Illinois amateur coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. As you're listening to this, yeah. Why are you not in, grinding? Why are you not in bed right now, man? I, you, I got, you, I got. Keep I'm, it up. I'm in a late. I got a late tea time. I'm at like 140. You in the TV window? Featured pairing, you know. <laughs> Who are you, who's your featured pairing? Who are you with? I'm with. I'm playing with this kid that plays at Miami of Ohio. He's supposed to be a good player. Wow! Shout Can out, I get a Tron's, shout out? Tron, Big Randy, Solly. Oh. Almost won last year before. Nick Hardy uh, blew everybody out to sea in the final two rounds. Are you playing with Ben Curtis? No, unfortunately. He's, he's Kent State. Oh, right? Kent State, sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right, last take. Nick Hardy, overrated, underrated. Career-wise, are you going with Nick Hardy or DJ, DJ Defunk? <laughs> Put him on the spot. Um. He knows a line of nations listening to the podcast. He's too. he's starting to just squirm twist and turn his seat right now. Yeah, I uh, getting a little hot. Myers had a better amateur career, but I like Hardy because he's got a gas gas pedal. He 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 shot twenty eight under in our state am last year, over four rounds, which is just insanity anywhere. It wasn't a hard course. You, what, did, what did you shoot? I shot I shot uh, plus four for my two rounds. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I think I was going to keep it within 40 shots if I made the cut. <laughs> so you beat you by so an average. You're going to finish, finish the race. Um, uh, but, did uh, you play that at uh, Calumet? No, Cal it, was, Club? it was at uh, St. Charles. Easy, easy track, but... I say. Oh, oh he's, he's going to diminish Hardy. <laughs> he's going to pump him up, and he's not, now he's going to tear him down. It was slow. It was soft. You know, it was set up for. Uh, How many did he win by? He won by ten. He beat TK. He beat TK Kelly by ten, who just won a Narco Sewer event. And... Shout out TK up at Thunder Bay, Ontario, last weekend. Yeah. Playing the playing the McKenzie Tour. He missed uh, TK. TK is a two-time state champ, too. State amp champ. So, Many people are saying that TK is coming on the Trap Draw podcast this week. Wow. I'm surprised you guys haven't lost the password to get it there. But uh, <laughs> your password hasn't expired to try to upload a new podcast. Fake news DJ. <laughs> so I, I'm going Hardy. Um, he's he's also he's made a cut of the U.S. Open. Tell All me. right. One more. Sorry. 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 One more. Maverick McNeely or Patrick Rogers? For the rest of their careers, from from here on out, from this moment, man. <laughs> I'm gonna take Patrick Rogers. Can I take Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Only, only if I can take no time. As I was just gonna say, Maverick <laughs> McNeely or no time. Um, I'll I'll take Big Mav. I'm I'm worried about Big Mav getting bored after about three That's, or four years. Me too. Totally. I'm worried about Big Mav getting ejected after about nine months and then being like, "Oh, this wasn't the plan anyway. I'm gonna go. I'm yeah, gonna go psych. be a businessman," which is fine. But I'm worried about Big Mav coming on the mid-amp circuit and just vaporizing everybody. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that'd be great. We already got shout out, shout out Slenderman Stu Stu Hagstead. <laughs> Stu's already doing that. You know, I don't. We don't need another one. Yeah, he's like he's like the new and improved version of Stu. Yeah, uh, so Fat and travel size too. <laughs> Is that it? We done. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. So Tron, you got Spieth. DJ, you have DJ. Mm, I'm gonna take Spieth too. No, no, no. All right. I'm 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 going off speed. I got Ricky. Mm, okay. I got Rick, I got we'll double take speed. I got Sergio. I mean, we don't have to take different guys. It's okay. No. I was contrarian. Ricky was the plan all along. <laughs> Great bluff. All right. Well, we'll catch up sometime. Enjoy the early morning golf. You guys gonna what? What's your uh, telecast schedule? When are you getting up? Uh, I'll probably get up about three. I think <laughs> is usually my. You guys don't do that. I don't know. I mean, I might go to Sonati's. What's Sonati's opens at six ooh, or five? Yeah. Go to Sonati's. Get some. Key lime donuts, make some coffee. Yeah, I, I actually, I'll probably, I'll catch bits and pieces on Thursday, try to get everything done, and then just absolutely binge my face off on Friday. That's. I, I was in L.A. last year for it. It's tough. Awful. Tough. You got to commit tough. one way or the other. Yeah, you either have to stay awake all. I I I did ended up like half-assing it, missing like four hours right in the middle, and waking up and watching the rest. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. All right, man. See you, dude. See ya. See ya.